This is a major motion podcast, episode 29, I think. I think this is 30. This is 30. We're dirty 30 now. Yeah. Oh, shit. We are dirty 30 here on a major motion podcast. I am Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at National Says. He is Fox. You can follow him on Twitter at Fox Film Fanatic in the show at Major Motion Cast. Fox, I would ask you how you're doing, but the Multiverse of Madness trailer released, and there's a shit done to talk about. That's fine. Um, I'm the Tiger Woods variant. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I did appreciate that. I was like, hey, look, even Fox is getting into the Marvel mindset, you know, and we're still, I don't know, uh, just under three months out from it i was like yeah. oh F- fox is uh, playing along that means you probably like the trailer too initial yeah. reaction to the to the super bowl spot oh yeah the super bowl spot was crazy oh, I, I guess that there's was... two i guess there's two yeah there's the super bowl spot but also the super bowl trailer right yeah the trailer the spot was cool the spot was insane and then the trailer i was like okay that was that was almost like a mind fuck for me because you know character was in there that I wasn't really expecting, but I kind of was just because of rumors. But still, mm-hmm. just a shock. Just to, the fact that he was in the trailer was a shock. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler at this point. I. So uh, b- before I go into say who it is, because again, I'm not gonna teeter that line of spoiler versus non-spoiler. It, it's a it's a fucking trailer. Like if mm-hmm. you did, if you really cared that much about spoilers. Like you put, you probably already watched the trailer anyways. That's my thinking on it. But anyways, I saw the argument saying like the reveal within the trailer was a spoiler and that they didn't appreciate that Marvel did it, which Mm -hmm. at first I was like, shut the fuck up. And then (laughs) I kind of sat on, I was like, I can kind of see that because we've, you know, now gone through no way home and the fanfare yeah. for that and the theories and the cameos and the rumors and all that stuff so it's like think about how i i saw no way home two and a half weeks after it released the theater was still damn near full and the reactions to toby and andrew were still as strong as opening night yeah. you could still audibly hear the gaffes and, and all that stuff and i think okay now we approach spoiler i think Patrick Stewart's Professor X would garner the same response. And it still might because we haven't seen him and, you know, moviegoer, moviegoers are just going to uh, like applaud that first face reveal. Yeah. Right? It's not a face reveal, but the first time he's on screen, they're just going to applaud. And hey, that that that's fine. But obviously the counter argument, and I'm not the only one to make this, obviously, is that if they're showing Patrick X now or revealing Patrick Patrick X, Professor X, <laughs> Professor X. Now, imagine what else this movie has in store. Right. And that's really what I care about because we've seen throughout the years, especially recently, as like the stakes have been higher with these Marvel movies, we've seen Marvel do the um, the fake outs, the I guess sort of red herrings, like the the the, the misdirections is the word I was looking for. Yeah. All of these all sort of misdirections. Obviously, the most iconic one was the Infinity War trailer. You see Hulk running through Wakanda. You see, like, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster suit. So you think Bruce Banner will burst out of the Hulkbuster suit and become Hulk. Obviously, that never happened. That's one of the most famous ones. They've done little things here and there throughout their promotions that are obviously different from the movies. Um, So because they do that, they have a history of doing that. This was intentional. This was saying this movie is more 
than you might think. And that says a lot because we are already thinking this movie was going to be a lot. I mean, especially after No Way Home and the events that went down. And obviously, uh, at the time of the news, I think this was probably November when um, the news broke that the movie was going uh, undergoing massive reshoots and, and massive script rewriting and everyone is freaking out. Turns out that was literally to one, include more cameos that are going to make fans go crazy. And two, it was because Multiverse of Madness was initially supposed to come out before No Way Home. And now it's after. So, of course, they're going to have to do uh, rewrites to like make the you know, timeline and continuity lineup. All that's just to say like professor X being in this and the idea of an Illuminati, which I can go into a little bit more detail here in a minute. uh, That idea for this movie is fucking wild. And this is going to be, uh, I'm not, again, I'm trying to temper my expectations because we talked about expectation versus reality. This movie, if, if it's, anything less than top five Marvel movie, I'm going to be shocked because this movie has such deep implications for what's going on. And, you know, we finally get to see presumably Dr. Strange and Wanda not be nerfed as they have been previously, because they're two of the Mm -hmm. strongest beings and they haven't done shit to this point. Like the, the most important thing Wanda's ever done is fucking hold the town hostage. Like yeah. <laughs> that, that that's not who she is. And Dr. Strange, it's like, he's always been kind of like almost handcuffing himself and not using his powers to the most, like the most we've seen Dr. Strange do was in the what if series with Sorcerer Supreme or yeah. um, Dr. Strange Supreme or whatever his name is. So it's like, we'll, we'll finally get to see them use their, their powers and whatnot. And obviously Everyone knows me at this point. I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I can talk about this for hours. But it's like, holy shit, this movie's going to get insane. Yeah. I will say that Wanda holding the town hostage is not an easy feat. <laughs> no, but we, we've seen mind control before. We've which seen is like, mind, which is my yeah. thing. Wanda sure. can and they did. a They they explained it really weird in WandaVision, how she created vision out of nothing. Technically, uh, yeah. she should be able to do that through her chaos magic. She shouldn't have to. Like, I can't remember how to explain it. Uh, oh, the piece of the soul, soul stone that lives within me or, or something like that mm-hmm. is the way she explained it. She knows her chaos magic gives her the power to create beings out of nothing. Like that's the whole um, climax between her and Agatha Harkness is like Agatha's like, holy shit, you're you're the Scarlet Witch. That's not allowed to happen. Like mm-hmm. you're a fucking danger, which is supposed to set up multiverse of madness. But anyways, like that, that was just my point. Like we haven't seen her really reach her, like anything close to her potential yet. And it seems like in this movie, we finally will. She seems like the villain, which some people didn't like, but read the, well, I'm not going to say read the comics because I haven't read the comics, but like, if you know anything about the comics, Wanda's arc is very much that of an anti-hero. Like she, like everyone loves Loki now. They forget Loki was the main villain of the first Avengers and was an anti-hero past that. So it's like Wanda, you know, she's been set up as a hero. She's very much an anti-hero. Like she she has her own moments where she's, you know, team Avengers and shit, but she goes mad in the comics. Like once she loses vision and her family, which, you know, she lost vision and her family. So she's going to go mad. So I'm very excited to see where they go with this. 
Um, it's, it's set up well. Um, did you have any final thoughts before I go on my long nerd tangent? I wasn't going to say when you talked about the spoiler thing with, uh, professor X, I was, you know, it didn't, it didn't cross my mind that it would be a spoiler, but thinking about it, it's like, I feel like something like that. Cause I'm just a huge, I'm a huge X-Men original X-Men fan of, you know, Mm -hmm. the first two or three or whatever the films are. And I was like, oh, shit, they really put Professor X in it. And I felt like at the same time, I would want that to be hidden. But the fact that they're that they're actually putting him or implying him in the in the trailer, it like you said, it does suggest that, wow, there's going to be there has to be more, you know, uh, more cameos or bigger things happening. That's going to shock you more than just this Professor X showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it's weird that to see that considering Marvel's never really done that before because <laughs> I the last thing we saw was what no way home and that was a sony marvel partnership and we right. all blamed sony so grain, for... <laughs> grain of salt with that yeah we all blamed sony or whatever for revealing certain things or showing uh villains a little earlier or, or in the trailer um but there hasn't been a marvel trailer i think we have where we have gotten spoiled quote unquote spoiled right in this sense so it's interesting so that it, it the fact that they're doing that makes me question what's really going on. And I'm really excited to see what the story is and how to all unfold. And keep in mind, uh, I'm trying to go back through my head really quickly to, to make yeah. sure I'm correct in saying this, this would really, yep. So far. So good. Uh, this would probably be the first movie Marvel has done where they've been able to use the Fox characters free will. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. So because of that, obviously professor X is, you know, right there in front of you in the trailer, you have to imagine that they are going, they're not just going to stop at professor X. And that's kind of what everyone's saying, like between revealing him in the trailer and just the idea of him being in the movie, why stop there? It's like, why would you stop at Toby for no way home. Granted, Toby was the last edition. Or like, why would you stop at Willem Dafoe for right, exactly. no way home? It's like, no, you're gonna go all out. Yeah. So that's you know what you know leads me to believe in this. And for those that don't know the Illuminati, I'll kind of explain it very briefly. I can talk about this forever, but obviously we have other shit to talk about. Oh, we're re- reviewing Death on the Nile today, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Illuminati is effectively like a a council of the strongest beings in the multiverse, not just one single universe, but the multiverse. Um, in the comics, the initial group is uh, Superior Iron Man, which I'll talk about in a little bit. He's just an Iron Man variant from the Tony Stark we know in the MCU. Uh, it's Doctor Strange. It's Professor X. It's um, Namor, who's we'll see him in Wakanda forever, but he's uh, the leader of Atlantis and the Atlanteans, which are going to be right outside of Wakanda on, you know, obviously underneath the ocean. So they will be, you know, the antagonists in uh, the next black Panther film um, black bolt. Who's kind of like, he's an inhuman. They're similar to mutants. Um, I, I think there was an inhuman show that some people like to reference that apparently wasn't very good. That's five. Who am I forgetting? Um. Oh, Reed Richards. Reed Richards would in Mister Fantastic would be six, and you know you just do quick, you know math there. So obviously Doctor Strange would represent all the you know mystical um, sorcerers. 
uh, Iron Man is Avengers, uh, Black Bolt's The Inhumans, Professor X is The Mutants, um, Namor's The Atlanteans, and Reed Richards is The Fantastic Four. So all parties are covered is basically what I'm trying to say. With That's the, the comic run of the Illuminati. In the comics, worth noting here, Namor only became a representative after Black Panther declined, which is, again, important to note because that might come up in the live action films. I don't know, can't guarantee anything, but that is important to note because obviously the, the status of the direction of the Black Panther franchise is still up in the air. Sure, he was uh, in Death in the Nile, so uh, <laughs> worth, I guess there's your connective tissue. Anyways, predicting the Illuminati, we're 100% getting Illuminati. Like, I think that was a theory before based on like concept art and shit like that. Yeah. After the trailer, it's very safe to say we're getting an Illuminati. I mean, th- there's just no two ways around it. We're 100% getting Professor X. And everyone thinks it's the Professor X from the, you know, initial X-Men trilogy, which yeah. is, you know, fair because Patrick Stewart. I think that it's the Professor X from the X-Men animated series that premiered in the 90s. And I say that for two reasons. One, Disney is reviving it and doing a new season of that Two, the end of that series. And the series ended in 1997. So I don't imagine I'm spoiling anything here, but the series ended with professor X kind of fighting for his life. Like he was dying. And I don't remember who or what being took him off world to heal. And that's how the series ended. So for the last, you know, 20 years, no one's known, at least in that timeline, no one knows where he's been. Well, he's probably been leading the Illuminati. <laughs> That's like, almost how the third third X Men ended. He was dying in the third one, right? And so, trans uh, what's it called transport his conscience. Oh, also, yeah. the, don't forget the animated little glimpse in the trailer, right? If you saw that, yeah, exactly. So in the trailer, America Chavez is in this. Um, I can't remember her uh, hero name or whatever. Um, Captain America. her power is she is the only being not dr strange not anyone else she is not wanda she's the only being that can transport from universe to universe and that that's like her big appeal so that's why you kind of see her so heavily involved in the trailer is because she probably comes to the main mcu timeline uh the the shumagorth or the gargantos which is that one-eyed octopus thing you see in the trailer Mm -hmm. she probably brings that to the timeline so dr strange helps her and that sets them off on the mission that you know whatever that that's just my guess um but in the trailer you see them going through different dimensions almost like it's a a spider-verse thing presumably that's because um America Chavez is trying to take them somewhere to a certain dimension, but obviously there's a ton of Easter eggs as Marvel does so well within the trailer. Uh, Fox, like Fox just said, there's an animated one. I mean, fuck, that could be anything, but that kind of fits my theory for the X-Men 97 crossover, because again, they are doing new episodes and they've already made what if Canon. So they'll probably make uh, X-Men 97 Canon. So that's worth noting. And speaking of what if Captain Carter is going to be in this movie, like they've already announced that what if characters will be on the big screen, uh, like live action. Captain Carter is going to be in this. You People have already found her shield on the movie poster. 
phenomenal movie poster, by the way. Um, they've already found her shield in the movie poster. So it's safe to say she's probably on the Illuminati board as well, board, council, whatever. She's a member of the Illuminati. So that's two. Three, the long-haired uh, Baron Mordo, who was Doctor Strange's colleague turned enemy at the end of the first film. Um, he's from a different dimension. He's not going to be the Mordo that's the villain in Doctor Strange in the mainline MCU. But he, my guess is he's Sorcerer Supreme from his timeline. So that's why he's on it. So that, that would be three. I'm trying to think. Okay. So that those are like the three I'm pretty sure in. Four is going back to Black Panther. I think there's going to be a Black Panther variant. And I'm, I won't say, I'll say 70%. I'm 70% confident they're going to do a Killmonger variant who became Black Panther. And that will set up Killmonger returning in our MCU. Because I, I think that for multiple reasons. One, obviously, the, the passing of Chadwick Boseman opens the door. Two, we, we never technically saw Killmonger die in Black Panther. He passed out. He fell over. But, you know, Wakanda literally gave back uh, um, uh, Bilbo Baggins his paralysis or, you know, cured his paralysis. So it's like they probably could have saved Killmonger and not have to, you know, make it too messy of a a storyline or plot to do so. So I think Killmonger is going to be on there as well. He would fill that, uh, you know, Wakandan slash Atlantis role that Namor had in the comics. So that's four. Five, I think, is going to be Reed Richards. I think that's going to be one of the, the big reveals. Obviously, you got Patrick Stewart. Who's he covering up? Who's going to be a bigger reveal than Patrick Stewart? Reed Richards. Whoever Reed Richards is, obviously people are saying John Krasinski because that's long been rumored. Um, if it is, that'd be awesome. I don't think he, John Krasinski is going to be the Reed Richards in the mainline MCU, but he could be a variant because that's probably just a one-off role. Um, so I think Reed Richards, a variant of Reed Richards will be the fifth. Six, obviously leaves the Iron Man role. I, I think it, I do think it's going to be Tom Cruise. Uh, and I know, I, mean, I know you've been waiting to talk about this. Um, I, I do think at this point it's going to be Tom Cruise uh, for a couple reasons. One, he's cool. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> One, uh, the trailer showed a couple of figures fighting Wanda. One, so there's two figures, and at quick glance, they looked like the same person, but they're actually two different people. If you like freeze frame and all that stuff, <clears throat> one looks uh, basically like Iron Man. Like you can see the goatee and stuff like that. The other one looks like um, uh, Maria Rambo, who was uh, Captain Marvel's friend in Captain Marvel. So in that timeline, she is probably the one who did the test flight. And then uh, got hit with the power of the Tesseract and became Captain Marvel in her universe. And her, her, her she's not Captain Marvel. She would be Photon. That's her. I believe that's her uh, character's name. But anyways, I think it is uh, going to be an Iron Man Supreme. And I do think it's going to be Tom Cruise because didn't Tom Cruise push back filming for both Mission Impossible and Top Gun? 
I'm, I'm oh, pretty, shit. I'm pretty it was, sure. Um, I don't know about Top Gun, but since I don't know when oh, did they Top, film? Top, Top Gun got delayed. Oh, got de- delayed in release, but not production, right? Because Top Gun's been fin- was finished for a couple of years now. Oh, I didn't but, uh, realize that. But, but yeah, I mean, I, Mission I, think this, Impossible. I think the last two, you're right. No, the last two, I think both seven and eight got pushed back, got delayed. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, think it, and I mean, it could just be a coincidence. But listen, you know, <laughs> if if Marvel's calling Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise will push back his shit to be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, Marvel can't delay their shit too much because obviously they they're going to be putting out three or four movies and three or four tv shows a year so they they don't have the they're not afforded the opportunity to, to, to delay it a year they can't do that so it's like if marvel's calling tom cruise it's like hey here's a one-off you don't have to commit to a 10-year contract or 10 film contract or anything like that here's a one-off with one of the most beloved characters you get to be a badass but you have to be here tomorrow can you do it mm-hmm. like i can see yeah. that like realistically being an option and it goes back to what i just said about john krasinski and a potential reed richards variant who is big enough as a cameo as a variant for patrick stewart to cover up and i think tom cruise fits the bill so you know that that's kind of my idea for the illuminati just my theory so you get patrick stewart professor x um Haley atwell captain carter uh marie or not um not i almost said Leticia right Lashana Lynch, I think is her name. Uh, mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch, Maria Rambo slash. Fo- oh no, she well, she wouldn't be on there, but she's involved. Right. Um, who did I say? Oh, I, I do believe. I think it is going to be Michael B. Jordan, um, Killmonger variant, who's actually Black Panther. Uh, who else did I say? I was trying to recap it really quick, but then I forgot. Oh, Tom Cruise, John mm-hmm. Krasinski, and uh, Mordo would be the six. So again, long-winded w- way of, you know, explaining it, but she's going to go down and there's going to be a ton of big reveals. And we, we still might get Loki and Sylvie from the Loki series in this because they're obviously going through different dimensions. And one of the scenes looks like uh, it takes place at the, um, the castle of he who remains or whatever the Kang variants name is like, there's a ton of crossover potential here. And I mean, I'll, I'll try to wrap it up because I know <laughs> we've been talking about this for a while, mainly me, but uh, this movie's going to get fucking insane. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, obviously we will talk more uh, about it as we you know, get closer. Uh, this movie's going to have a lot of implications and it's not even the next thing that comes out. We're going to get Moon Knight first. Uh, oh, that's right. Which Moonlight, Moon Knight looks pretty good too. And by all accounts, they haven't, they didn't, ha- I think, Kevin Feige's direct quote was we we didn't hold back right so yeah, it's that. like it's going to be very dark and gruesome and brutal and that's how it needs to be to to, to act or accurately portray that character jeez mm-hmm. been rambling too much but uh yeah looked fucking great I don't think anyone saw that trailer and thought and eh, it's gonna be mid <laughs> I, I, I think I think it's safe to say um that this movie's gonna be good also, I think, the, I think the Rock will show up too. He deserves a spot. He's going to show up flying on spiral on the back on his back. <laughs> You're fucking annoying. But that did lead me to a, another funny thought I had. So there's a um, trend going on on Twitter yesterday, the day before. People really, really zoom in, enhancing the trailer or not the trailer, yeah. the post. Really, like to a point where it's like, I mean, 
Uh, it's like when the therapist holds up a, a ink splatter and you say you yeah. see a bunny or some shit. That's what <laughs> that's what it felt like people were doing. Um, but it it did kind of look like Deadpool, and we know I think we're it's getting, ridiculous. Yeah, we, we know we're getting Deadpool at some point, and obviously he was a Fox character. I just mentioned earlier, like Marvel has free will with the Fox characters now. It would be really funny if we got De- Deadpool in this, and he's just like so out of place not to the point where it detracts from the movie right. but like just a cameo thing to be like that would remind be cool. fans like hey deadpool's coming and obviously you get x-men involved so it's like deadpool can literally break the fourth wall talking to professor x and shit like that <laughs> like that would, I, just for like a, a quick minute or two that yeah. that's all you would need i think it would be pretty fun if shit if he if he was a member of the Illuminati, I would fucking piss myself. That would be so <laughs> hilarious if a Deadpool variant w- was on there. But it's going to be the Deadpool from X-Men Origins with no mouth. Oh, God, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Oh, man. So we shall see. Again, we will talk more as we approach it. But right now, it's still we'll probably get another trailer before we get to the actual movie. So we'll, oh, yeah, we'll save sure. the, the conversation. Um couple of, uh, of big time announcements for other big time uh, movie franchises so we're getting a new star trek film in 2023 this will be in addition to the recent ones that have come out with uh chris pine and zachary quinto and zoe saldana and, and all that stuff i don't know if you've ever seen them i remember thinking the first one was decent i don't remember i don't even remember there being a third one so uh but big news because I, I remember seeing the first one be like, oh, that was pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to rewatch them. I've never been a huge Star Trek fan, so we'll see. Definitely haven't seen them. Um, but we're also getting a new Transformers trilogy in 2023 as well. This will be starring Anthony Ramos, and I believe his name is Peter Cullen. I don't know his exact name. Um, but the voice of Optimus Prime will be returning, which is what really matters here. Like Optimus Prime cannot be voiced by anyone else, but we're getting a new trilogy, um, which. All right, let's be honest, the last few Transformer movies, not great, but did you see Bumblebee? I have not only seen part of it. So the beginning of Bumblebee had this like CGI animation style of the Autobots versus Decepticons war on. What's their planet called? Krypton? Or is that Superman? It's <laughs> Superman. Cybertron. Uh, Cybertron. Right. Yeah. So it, it it did this like flashback to that war. And the, the animation style or CGI style was fucking awesome. Like to the point where it's like, just people are like, just do this. Like, this yeah. is all we need. Like, I, I mean, we don't need like fucking robot dinosaurs. Like, just do shit like this. So I'm hoping that kind of fanfare for it and bumblebee it, like as a movie itself was was not too bad um but i'm hoping the fanfare for the animation styles really inspired them to do more of that it doesn't sound like it if they're gonna have you know like live i was gonna say live action people but like legit people in it cool. so probably not but um i don't know transformers has always been appealing enough to me to like hey let's give it a shot i remember loving yeah. the show as a kid so it's like, okay, it's not one of those properties I'm going to care enough about to like say, no, don't touch it. Um, but 
it's not going to be one of those properties where I don't care enough about where it's just like, eh, stop trying. So yeah, I'm for it. Um, last bit of news, uh, Peacemaker renewed for season two. So for Such those that, show. yeah, for, for those that might've been waiting to see, I think that's a safe enough assumption that, you know, give it a watch and this will probably mean something for the future where whatever direction DC goes, uh, Peacemaker will probably be involved in somewhere. Great show. I'm still uh, very much uh, involved and, and attached to it as well. So I'm excited to see where the season goes and inevitably cliff hangs and then we'll have to wait forever for season two. But it feels good to talk like legit movie news again. It feels like we were, right. uh, you know, kind of deprived there for a little bit. Well, but that does remind me, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I specifically waited to ask you until we started recording. Uh, did you happen to see who was hosting the Oscars? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Two out of three. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, and Amy Schumer will be hosting your Oscars this year. Um two out of three <laughs> i'll just say that <laughs> two two out of three uh i i amy schumer is like one of my least favorite people in hollywood <laughs> i think she is just the worst <laughs> like she just the worst but yeah you know. not not yeah not, not something i'm too she i wouldn't I mean, say i'm excited about this <laughs> it, it wouldn't be the first time the oscars has messed up a selection so you know yeah. kind of just on par for the course at this point right but all right let's get into a review we've not we've i've rambled enough about all this other shit so we get into review talk some legit movie making not movie making but movie just talk some legit movie stuff stuff news i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> death on the nile is our review today uh, this is the latest whodunit from director Kenneth Branagh, who uh, obviously Academy Award nominated now with Belfast. I don't know if he was nominated before, but I'm to say nominated in case he hasn't won. Yep. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, he's also star, the star of it as Hercule Poirot. Um, this is a follow-up to 2017's Murder on the Orient Express. While on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Poirot must investigate the murder of a young heiress, uh, this is an ensemble, not to the level of more Murder on the Orient Express, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but still yeah. an ensemble. Tom Bateman, uh, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, um, trying to see Letitia Wright, like I said earlier. Um, there's one other one. Um, oh, Army Hammer. Oh, Army Hammer, Gal Gadot, Rose Leslie. What damn, they're really down on the IMDb list. Jesus. Um <laughs> But 6.7 on IMDb, 52 on Metascore, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Um, initial thoughts. So I texted you. And for, for the listeners, obviously, I, I will be transparent. I did not view this in on the big screen. I uh, used other methods of <laughs> obtaining this this film. Um, and I will leave it at that. So I can admit that so my... On Peacock. My... <laughs> my uh, on my Shrek TV. Um <laughs> I will admit that my score and opinion of this movie might be slightly uh, biased or whatever, but I do feel like my 
thoughts and opinions on the film post viewing are pretty in line to what they would have been had I seen it in, in a theater. Um, I texted you 30 minutes into this movie saying this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. stinks. <laughs> this movie stinks. And you said, hold out, you know, it, it gets better. Yeah. Um, and, and it did. But after the first 30 minutes, the bar was pretty low. So it's like, yeah, it got better. But if it went from complete dog shit to just dog shit, then, you know, that's getting better, but it's still not a good movie at the end. And and this movie wasn't dog shit or complete dog shit, but it, it, you know, it had a, it had a smelly smell to it for sure. Um, it, it comes down to me. I think the acting is terrible, like all around. Um, and not all around there's some good performances I, I don't know first of all they I just don't know moved. there's one person in particular for me that had a horrible moment <laughs> uh, i'll say that later oh yeah you definitely bring that back up because i'm curious to see who it is they don't do a great job of uh like introducing people based with names at first i don't know if you right. felt that too but like i'm halfway through the movie I'm like wait what the fuck is her name again like but it turns out they just never introduced but anyways Gal Gadot, I've mentioned this before. Terrible actress. She did her best acting in this film when she was playing dead. Like that's <laughs> that's basically her acting prowess at this point is just for looks, uh, no speaking. And oh god, that, that probably sounded horribly <laughs> sexist. Oh my god. Um, but she's just not a good actress. And I'm sorry, but like that's just oh, oh god. You I'm said Gal Gadot get, oh, is much better on her back. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get canceled oh shit um but yeah that's what it came down to i thought army hammer was not believable but also i just see cannibal when i look at him so it's like <laughs> yeah i yeah watching this movie i just i would just yeah. looked at him really weirdly than i would have before like if i didn't know if he wasn't doing that shit i was like of course he's the killer like he's a fucking cannibal like what the fuck he, he killed her to for for meat for sustenance <laughs> yeah no spoilers or nothing uh, <laughs> oh, oh whoops um uh oh russell brand's also randomly in this um and he wasn't terrible though he was yeah he was actually one of the better parts of yeah. this surprisingly um but yeah army hammer and gal Gadot were terrible kenneth branagh like i don't know how you, if i'm just butchering his last name but that's how it reads i think that's um, how you say it yeah like I, I understand with this character, you have to be a little bit out there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that, but it's to me, it just it's very like off-putting. Like it, it's it, it it feels um campy. Like it, it just feels overacted. And again, I get you kind of have to do that, but <laughs> after two of these movies, uh, and, and I'll wrap it up here. This feels like. Kenneth Branagh just wanted to like make himself look good or make himself seem smart. <laughs> like, Oh, I starred and directed this. And not only did I star in it, but my character is the smartest person on earth. <laughs> like that's how, that's how it comes off to me. And maybe I'm completely off. Like it's gotten respectable scores in IMDb, the first one and this one. So it's like, clearly people enjoyed it enough. Uh, and uh, like I said, it wasn't complete dog shit, but it just it comes off like he is just trying to like prove something like he has a, a you know, some sort of complex and, you know, he needs to like prove himself uh, 
you know, worthier. I, I don't know. Like that's just how it comes off to me. And it, this movie is just like, just wasn't great. Also, speaking of people, like I look at and have an immediate reaction. Letitia mm-hmm. Wright, I found out today is like completely ruined for me. Like after all the <laughs> all the bullshit she's pulled yeah. with Marvel, and it's not even like, and we're not going to get into it, but like it's not even about the anti-vax stuff. It's just like the way she's handled everything. Like she, right? Yeah. Especially you know, read the fucking room. You know, Chadwick Boseman died, and she's like pulling all this shit and like throwing temper tantrums when she's not the next Black Panther, and like you know, spreading a ton of misinformation. And if you're anti-vax, whatever. You know, I hope natural selection, you know, com- comes out again. But like, just the way she's gone about it, not not my uh, favorite thing in the world. And I found out today. I saw her on screen. I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how that's going to impact my uh, viewing of Wakanda Forever. But I found that out today. I was like, yeah, I'm completely done with her. So we'll yeah, see. unfortunately, but- she she's not like with me. I don't view her as as badly as I view. <laughs> what's his name army hammer though right obviously two two different things like yeah you know there, there's levels to this shit but i, I yeah. found out today i was like yeah i'm not really interested in anything she has to say so it makes a lot of sense but what do you think of the movie uh i definitely do think the beginning first 30 minutes to maybe even an hour are really slow i the build up um uh it, it doesn't it doesn't get to the point quick enough. There's certain things I definitely feel like could have been cut out. It could have been a tighter movie if they cut certain things out. The first one, uh, one of the things I did like about the first one is even though it is about almost two hours, I think it's like 150 or something like that. It gets to the, it gets to certain things fairly quickly and it feels succinct and it feels, you know, like a tight mystery film. This one kind of drags a little bit. Uh, I liked well, I, I love this, his portrayal of this character. I know there's others I haven't really seen. I mean, actually, I work on a show, um, subtitling the show, and there is a Hercule uh, Poirot in it. It's Agatha Christie show. Um, I don't really think too much of it because I just zoom, I zoom by when I work on that show. But this character is the only Hercule I know, only, detect, only Poirot I know. So I just see him individually. And I like his approach. And I can tell that Kenneth, I wouldn't even I don't I know you were like, this is like a certain complex to it or uh, a self-centered, pretentious thing. But I don't I don't even know if it is that I just think it's a character he really likes. Yeah, I'm not trying to accuse him, but that like this could just be a passion project. Right, right. Which happens all the time. So it's like he wouldn't be the first one to do this. So there's no reason to call him selfish or self-centered or anything like that. But to me, that's just how it comes off. It's like not only is he directing this in star of it? Like his character is just like magically the, the smartest person on earth, which I get has to be the case when you do these yeah. who done it. But again, it just, and he, and that character is like innately, that's how he's written. Like, that's just who he right. is. Like, like, uh, what's his name? Sherlock Holmes. He's the Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Just French. <laughs> um, I get it. It's just, again, it just came off off putting to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a psychology major like you, Nick. So maybe you see something that I, <laughs> I see right through his bullshit. I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I see, like right I see through that right, fucking mustache. Yeah, I see right through yours too, you little rock loving son of a bitch. <laughs> hey man, I love uh, geology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so you're you're the pebble, the crumb. <laughs> yeah, the crumb. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I like his portrayal. I think he's obviously easily one of the um, 
the best parts of this movie essentially anytime the camera's on him that's probably when it's the strongest moments because he's the one figuring it out and trying to uh, solve the crime uh gal gadot i think i think this is she wasn't no terrible speaking <laughs> she was I don't, she wasn't terrible con- compared to her other roles i think this is we, uh one of her best which is not really saying well much, she, really. she's killed off 30 <laughs> minutes in of course it's one of her better roles I mean, the, <laughs> she's in the movie fairly for quite a long time, even though she is, you know, killed off. But the amount of time we do see her, I think she is a little she's a little bit more interesting than some of her other roles. Um, I do think the pacing could be better. I think the the unfolding of this mystery, I wish it was more whodunit. This this one focused a little bit more on the um, character character relationships. But uh, oh, Army Hammer, since we talked about him, that was one of the there's a moment in there where he cries and i was like yeah this motherfucker here like he is spoiling and ruining the movie for me because he's giving away all the clues right there with that shitty ass performance and i yeah, don't know if that was agreed. i don't know if that was a t- intentional or that was just really shitty acting but regardless to if even if it was intentional it was a bad decision but that was just a poor because that was a poor performance um, he was crying because he had to go through the idea of seeing a dead body <laughs> and all the flesh and meat wasted and that brought tears to his eyes <laughs> yeah he's like i wish it was fresh yeah <laughs> they soiled it <laughs> it soiled it yeah um uh, i and, and um we talked, I mean, I, I talked about the first hour, but it does get better. I think there's some certain s- surprises in there that happened that you really weren't expecting, uh, I guess, definition of surprise. But I do think this movie was better than the first one. I, I like the first one, but I didn't like really love the first one. So if anything, well, I, once we get to scoring and whatnot, I would probably just rate this just a little bit higher than the first one. The thing I liked about the first one, though, and I'm not trying to spoil it because, you know, who done it? films although we kind of accidentally spoiled this one partially mm-hmm. um the the appeal or yeah the appeal to whodunits is like the you know the process of getting there so obviously if you tell them who it is like that kind of ruins the process so i won't spoil the first one but the motivation i will say for the first one much better than this one i don't know if you remember the motivation behind the the mm-hmm. killing of the first one yeah i'm trying to figure out who died <laughs> I believe it was Johnny Depp's characters. Oh yeah, Johnny Depp's character. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yeah. Um, the motivation behind that was really well thought out and complex and deep and had meaning to it. This yeah. one was just like your run of the mill motive, and I didn't like that. So I would actually go the opposite. I would rate this one lower. And like you said, this one focuses more on character development than the Who Done It. Um, let's be honest. No one gives a shit about how Kenneth Branagh's character got his face blown off. Like I, I, <laughs> I thought again, that was a cool aspect to his character. Cause I mean, ultimately, cause he, you know, there's a little bit of a, uh, it, it ties things up at the end for his character, at least. Right. Like, I guess you could say like there was regret because he didn't catch the wire in time. Um, yeah. so it's like that came up a couple of times with him, like stopping the snake, uh, with his cane. And like you said, it kind of ties up neatly or, you know, neater at the end. Yeah. So like I get it, but at the same time, I don't care. Like this, you know, should just be a treated like a book series, like a what's it? What are those called? Like anthologies where it's like a just a different thing every episode. Just do a different thing every movie. And like that's kind of what I want knives out to do, because we know we're getting a knives out two and three. 
just bring back Daniel Craig and just don't talk about what he's been doing. Like the, yeah. the thing we care about as for a whodunit is, you know, the, the like I said, the process of getting to the the uh, uncovering the crime. The, the, the crime, right? So it's like I don't I don't really care about character development. And as we saw from Nice Out, like we didn't get any of um, Benoit Blanc. That's Daniel craig character in uh knives out we didn't get any of his backstory in that movie is probably the best whodunit i've seen like that movie's we might get it in the second one then (laughs) yeah that's true we we might get more exposition about his character in the the second one so i guess i I, i'll refrain from you know any sweeping declarations until then but i liked how knives out did it because the murder is like the first thing that happens and then the rest right. of the movie is just like the fucking process. Whereas this one, Death on the Nile, it was mm-hmm. the, the murder didn't happen till an hour in. So we get yeah. an hour of fluff, essentially. That's like, the problem. And, and yeah, that was ultimately the problem for me. It's like the and, it, you know, it can be described in multiple ways, like the writing, the, the plot, the mm-hmm. storytelling, whatever. But it's all the same thing. It's just like. You know, they they waited to do the murder too long. Like, I'd like to see how the original is because I know they got that out there, but I want to know if it's obviously everybody says original is always best, but I would just like to see if there was any huge differences like that. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. I, I would imagine he's probably going to do another one. Like if if it's getting consistently like above a six on IMDb, like, you know, the I don't know why trilogy is like the standard now, but, you know, yeah. It seems like everyone wants to do if they're going to do more than one, they want to do a trilogy, which yeah. is, hey, whatever, like you got to stop somewhere. But uh, I would imagine we're probably going to get another one. And I hope it, you know, is paced or written a little bit better. Yeah, same here. I do hope they keep it a little bit more concise and and not do that and not drag it on in the in the first hour, because everybody, like you said, wants it. We want to get right to the right to who did it. And we don't always need a backstory on each person or. I think that was one thing too. Like, even though we got introduced to everybody, it still felt a little bit messy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it, it's almost backwards because in this one, they literally just told it like a story. Yeah. Like you, you get introduced to the characters, you see the dynamic murder happens. Case begins. Yeah. Whereas like typically in whodunits, it's like murder happens case begins as we're getting to know characters right so it's like why wouldn't it work like a normal story i don't know i can't answer that but it didn't at least for me like it didn't work just telling it like a normal story like i want i okay i almost just answered my own question here i like being thrown into the situation like the like the detective is and relate to him he's finding out everything for the first time so i want to be finding out everything for the first time and see it through his lens and i think yeah. that's why it works so well and this one like it, it, it didn't work that way and it like it, it felt messy and it felt unimportant for like the first hour of the film because we already know she dies like we saw that in the trailer so yeah. it's like how is that that's not going to be a big uh, you know, pivotal moment in the movie because we already know what happens. So it's like, just start with that. Let's get past it and really get into the good shit. I don't need any of this, like, you know, just back and forth pettiness, but whatever. That That's just me. Maybe some people liked it better. Yeah. I was going to say, like, maybe I am one of those people where I was like, I was fine with it. And I was trying to figure out what was different. You pointed it out like it was reversed. But then when you also brought up the fact that it was reversed, I was thinking about, well, 
that actually wasn't too bad because we do get a lead up. He doesn't get thrown right into the murder. He kind of gets introduced to these characters himself. And he's seeing these people and, you know, knowing him, he's already analyzing these people before he really, you know, before it really pays off. So it was interesting to see that approach where he's seeing Army and Gal and um, Jackie, all those three in the beginning, like he's seeing their relationship and he's seeing that thing unfold on the boat and then it progresses that way. I, I, but I do think that the way it it does lead up to the story is a little bit slow and it, and it does certain things that that we, it doesn't really need to focus on. But I do like the fact that we, he didn't jump into, into the murder. But I understand your idea of and your feeling of being thrown right into the, to the crime and him figuring out everybody along the way. But that's just I, I'm the opposite end of you. But I understand what you're saying, too. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying you have to, you know, the first screen on like the first frame on screen is the murder. But like, right. <laughs> right. just tell us what we need to know and move on. Like there was so much we just didn't need to know in in the first hour. In that like, hour again, like yeah. when I say jump right into it, I mean like fifteen minutes of setup and then murder, not an yeah. hour of setup and then <laughs> yeah. murder. Yeah. Like that—that's what I'm saying. So I got you. I don't know. Uh, you know what this? You know what this one reminded me of? It was that? weird, just because we just saw the movie too. It was um, Scream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because uh, I was trying to think. I was like, it, did Knives Out ruin Who Done It for me? Because I typically like Who Done So I was like, oh no, I like Scream. Like, and, and, and I see a kind of a different method to a whodunit. Like, yeah. there's no really complex thought out plan or, or motivation other than like fame or revenge or some shit, which scream there doesn't need to be. Like, so like yeah. it, it works well. It knows what it is and it plays to its strengths very well. In this, it feels like it, it almost lacks self awareness a little bit. Um, mm. in, in that, like, you know, it's supposed to be this big revelation that he puts all the pieces together and some of it like made sense, but like the thing, I don't know who his character was. It was uh, the guy who pushed off the rock at the, uh, the pyramids. Oh, his her, uh, gal's cousin or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So it was her cousin. Yeah. He, he just magically puts that together right then and there, but he knows it's not them. Like he hadn't talked to the uh, Hercule or whatever, Mm-hmm. didn't talk to the cousin for like 30 minutes and he yeah. just magically puts it together right there and it's just like what yeah we don't follow him that's one thing too we don't really follow him too much and right that's and kind of the downside there was a uh, uh bach i believe is the guy's name uh, yeah, book or something like that Bo- yeah Bo- whatever like that. <laughs> yeah um him stealing the necklace like that was one where i was like okay and that that makes sense because he was yeah. definitely i mean that bitch guilty like i, I could have you know <laughs> yeah. identified that early on right but i was like okay now that makes sense that he finally put the pieces together and he waited to talk to him last it was like okay yeah. that makes sense but like the thing with the cousins like fuck you were just sitting on this for half an hour like what the fuck <laughs> i mean what, what are we trying to do here but um you know it they made it they wanted to pass it off the ending and i guess this is officially spoilers like they wanted to pass off the ending with um uh simon simon doyle's his name uh army hammer's character simon and jackie you know being this um um was it bonnie and clyde is that what i'm sort of yeah i think uh like yeah they wanted to pass it off as like this big reveal like they were in on together the whole time we saw that, and I, I think you you did too. You alluded to it. We saw that shit from the beginning. 
Like yeah. there was no twist. There was not like that was not there. So I think that's why, and maybe self-awareness isn't the right word, but it's like, you know, sometimes you're just not as smart as you think you've written it. And, or like, it doesn't, you know, come off on screen as, you know, as clever as it does in your head. And that's yeah. not, uh, you know, uh, the case with just this, there's plenty of films that are, you know, uh, have that aspect to their films unfortunately but this one is just like for a whodunit to be really captivating you the audience has to be able to follow it one and two there has to be some element of a twist or misdirect or you know not what you expected like maybe who you thought it was but not for the reasons you thought like something like that to to really go aha there was no aha moment in this yeah, there were. You're right. I think the only really misdirections that there were were just side uh, very, investigations like, or very, side very, very issues. Side. Yeah. Oh, the two old ladies are gay. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's cool. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> that, that's right. not an aha moment. <laughs> like, and, and yeah. that, that was also the thing with this. Like, there weren't as many suspects. It felt like there was just more people there than true suspects to me but maybe that's just because I identified army hammer from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I think if, yeah, if you have, if you easily figured out who it is from the beginning, then, then yeah, I think that does kind of ruin who you think it is. But I mean, there were two people. Oh, I got both <laughs> or, of them. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I yeah, got I'm both saying like, them. yeah, you can pretty much expect who it is after, after when you find the first person, but um, some people might miss the second person or they easily might know, or they, but yeah, there aren't really, there aren't misdirections to the, to the uh to the main story there's just misdirections for another issue they'll, like another they'll distract you for five minutes yeah exactly they'll throw in like, okay they'll throw in a, another investigation like with uh hercule was investigating a boat book or whatever and they'll be like okay well that was that was interesting but it wasn't interesting enough for the main story but well that's why i liked the screen movie so much is because like i would frequently go one for two right right I would always get one. I would always miss the second one. And by the end of the, like when they reveal the second one, I was like, fuck, like I should have known. God damn it. Like <laughs> yeah. that's how I felt. But like, it sounds backwards, but I like feeling that way. Like I fight, I like feeling challenged. Yeah, of course. But I would constantly go fucking one for two through all of them. And it pissed me off, but in a good way. And like this one, I got it right away. And I was like, fuck, like, all right, now what? <laughs> like, yeah. I just have to sit through the next, you know, hour, 45 minutes because I, I'm not kidding. And, and I mean, you, you know, like I texted you as I was watching through the yeah. screen films, trying <laughs> to identify the killer. And I frequently went one for two. Yeah. So when I, when I say like, I got both killers from the start, I did like, it, it was yeah. very plain and obvious to me, which typically it's not because again, I love whodunits and I have not been able to fucking identify the killer <laughs> like in any yeah. of the whodunits. So it's like, that's why I, I'm at maybe have a, a little bit more negativity to this film. Cause it's like, it didn't, it didn't, there was no teasing in this. There was no like twist. There was no real developments. It was just, it was clear and obvious to me from the beginning. So I'm not, not going to rate it as high. Yeah. And I know I compared this movie to scream. Obviously it's not the fucking foundation of whodunits, but it's just something that reminded me of. I would argue. I mean, the, the scream franchise is one of the, epitome or the uh prime examples of a good whodunit again in a a very unique way but like i think it's fair to kind of compare contrast 
a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because the outcome was very were spoilers, but the outcome was very similar. That's really the main reason why it, it was. Um, it reminded me of Scream because the people who did it, I mean, the killers were just like the killers in Scream. But like I said, I didn't want people to think like, hey, I, <laughs> like Agatha Christie wasn't a part of like the whole foundation for these whodunits too, because that's really who uh, kind of trailblazed the way. But yeah, I'm not saying Scream <laughs> was the one. The Scream franchises are responsible. No, Scream was the first. You were right. Um, <laughs> well, fucking Dewey said it. Uh, always look at the boyfriend. Always look at the husband. Like, yeah. How is Dewey going to say that shit? And then I'm not going to point the army hammer right away. Dude fucking eats people <laughs> for a living. Like, of course he's the killer. Like, what are yeah, we doing? As soon as that man showed up, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a rough watch just because I'm going to think this the whole fucking time he's on screen. Yeah. But it was and a good payoff though. I think I would say that argue that it was a good, it wasn't what the Romeo and Juliet thing at the end. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I would, I mean, like, I can't imagine a better way to end it. Like, I don't want them to both. Yeah. Really I mean, that was <laughs> survive. G- given the circumstances, that was the best way to end it. But yeah. at that point I was already lost for me. So I was like, okay, whatever. I don't really care how you ended at this point. Um, yeah. I was going to say one other thing. Oh, but to me, and this is no disrespect to the, you know, the people that were casting this, but it, it, did feel a little underwhelming because like the murder in the Orient Express has a lot of like big name. Oh yeah. The bar was set high <laughs> and even knives out. Like if you do a whodunit, you kind of need to have the, the, the name recognition in the cast. I don't know why, like I can't really give you a reason, yeah. but you typically do. And this one, again, there's notable names and it is an ensemble, but it's like, Okay, listen, if we're casting Army Hammer as like the main antagonist, like just, if you just give me that information, I was like, oh, this movie's going to stink. Like, like that's. Yeah, I think they don't know what they signed up for because all this information with Letitia and Army and whatnot, like, right. The movie just came out at a horrible time. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking just add Ansel Elgort and. Yeah, you know, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking complete the trilogy. Uh or the whatever trifecta. I guess it would be four in that case. But anyways. Um, yeah, like the first one had like Judy Dench, had Johnny Depp, um Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Which I mean, all, all three of those right there are bigger than anyone in this film. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to beat. So yeah, and I'm not saying like it has to be you know the the biggest ensemble the most ambitious crossover event ever but like look at knives out too i don't have the cast list in front of me but <laughs> yeah you've you've gotten all right no just to make my point i'm gonna bring up the knives out two cast list but like the knives out two or knives out one we'll start there ensemble like i mean first of all on the armist you you see her uh jerk off ben affleck on screen <laughs> yeah i did i tweeted about that <laughs> fire fire bro i am all for that i um, see why they start b- being in relationships actors start fucking when they leave set yeah anadarm is jerking me like that i would fall in love too <laughs> um but yeah knives out one like ensemble jamie lee curtis michael shannon um who's the don johnson don johnson christopher oh christopher Plummer. Plummer. i was gonna say walk and i was like that's not right uh christopher Plummer. um Chris Evans, uh, Catherine Langford. Langford, yeah. Um, it was, you know, lower on the, the scale, but like all recognizable names. And now, like, 
now names. I think there was one. Did you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it? Oh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. (laughs) He was in what? In Knives Out. Did you know he he had a cameo? (laughs) No, but I haven't seen it in a while. I'll have to look. It it wouldn't matter if you've seen it because apparently it's just a voice cameo. (laughs) Oh, true. But but like Knives Out 2, confirmed cast to this point. Obviously, Daniel Craig reprising his role. Catherine Hahn, Dave Bautista, Ethan Hawke, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Madeline Klein, Janelle Monet, Leslie Odom Jr. Like that's a fucking yeah, that's that's a cast. Yeah, like that's really good. You you have some star power behind that, and I don't know that. And we know their we know their acting capabilities too, so that helps even more. Right, like you know, uh, I don't. Janelle Monet's been in something that I've watched. I can't put my finger on it though. The, the the most recent thing I saw her in was Harriet. I didn't see that. Um, let's see really quick. Was she in an action movie? Oh, she was in Moonlight. Um, let's see here. I, well, I, I only you know got sidetracked by that because I was going to say like Dave Bautista isn't necessarily known for his acting chops, but when you surround right. him. A, with people that have legitimate acting chops, he's going to fit right in. So it's like, you know, it, it works. Um, was know. it Welcome to Marwin? No, no, it was not. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh, Hidden Figures, of course. I've definitely seen that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um, but anyways, a little off, off track there, but uh what what the fuck are we talking about oh death on the but, nile um yeah, the cast and whatnot yeah like i just i don't know maybe that's like uh confirmation bias a bit on my part it's like expecting it to kind of be meh and then it actually being meh but uh as far as score did you have any final thoughts before we get into a score uh oh well i will say i mean obviously nothing integral to the story but in terms of how it looked i thought it was beautifully shot color grading oh, yeah. was good it's like one of those movies where you feel like oh okay i wish we don't see a lot of movies that that pop or are this vibrant lately and i felt like that was one of the uh high qualities of this movie um i like some of the camera shots he was choosing at the the scene where he's talking i forgot who he's talking to but the detective is talking to somebody and it's behind the the uh the wick chairs i thought that was a cool it looked almost looked like a confessional Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool shot, but yeah, uh, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing too spectacular, but I think it's decent. I mean, I, I'm still spoiled and I know this is probably where I lose people. Um, <laughs> and I definitely probably am in the minority, but it's like, I'm not as impressed by movies looking good anymore. I think that's like, yeah, that's just the standard at this point. I mean, like, if, if a movie doesn't look good, are you really going to enjoy it though? Right. And that, that, that's fair, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you can't present yourself as a good movie without it looking good. Oh yeah. And just because you, a movie looks good doesn't mean it's a good movie, but for it to be right. a good movie, it has to look good. That's basically what I'm trying to say. It's okay. Like, yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I know it's not going to be a good movie if it doesn't look good. So it's like, <laughs> that's just a standard for me. Right. And there's some movies and you know, I, I, the more time goes on, the more I, I despise this movie, but Dune looked great. Dune looked really, really good. <laughs> um and so it's like you have to acknowledge that but in general if a movie looks good like okay like what what else what else is there (laughs) like plenty of movies look good 
And I bring up color grading and, and the way it looked mainly in the vibrancy of it, mainly because every fucking movie, every blockbuster that comes out is fucking darkest shit. It's colored gray and all wow. this type of shit. And I'm like, when are we going to get some colors in this fucking movie? It's like I have to see an independent film to see reds and, and greens and shit. So I thought I was like, I was finally kind of relieved a little bit just to see a movie where where the colors pop and it, it you know, things don't look muddled and, and, and dark and murky. Okay. Let's give our scores really quick. And then yeah. I want to come back to this conversation because that was something I was on Twitter. Uh, okay, that sure. I did want to talk to you about um, for me. I am giving this like a 52. Okay. Mm, I said, I liked it more than murder on the Orient express. Yeah. I, don't I would even give, know. I, I haven't <laughs> seen murder in the Orient express in a couple of years. I would probably give it like a 64. So a, a decent difference between the yeah. two for me. All right, so I think I give I think I would give Murder on the Orient. Um, I think I give that one a sixty five, and I think I'll give this one a sixty six. Okay, so sixty six and fifty two. Yeah, for a composite score of fifty nine. That math check out. Yeah, fifty nine overall from your MMP boys. Um, okay, but all right. While I remember it, next week Uncharted. Uncharted reportedly has great reviews so far. Like people are at least not on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> well, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. But like the the I will say the people I like look for for their reviews yeah. on movies, they they've seemed pleasantly surprised okay. by this. So maybe I haven't seen anything. Maybe it's just like a low bar and they're you know low expectations. So it's like of course I'll be surprised by it. But like, hey, you know. There might be something there because I was definitely worried that this movie was going to stink. Right. Uh, I don't. I can't guarantee that it won't. But for <laughs> right now, it seems like we're we're safe for right now. But I am yeah. very excited to to see it. So that will be. What's well, good that you saw Next good reviews. I barely saw really any reviews. I just saw a number on Rotten Tomatoes and it was like forty one. I was like, okay, well, that's to be expected just because it's an anime. I mean, a, a video game. Well, yeah, cause, <laughs> yeah, because people are going to shit on it no matter what. Yeah, and that's why that's a video in conversation we'll say for next week but yeah if people are gonna be like oh the game's so much better well yeah that's kind of the point dipshit like <laughs> whatever um all right but back to what you said before about you know color grading and all that stuff yeah so i believe and correct me if i'm wrong the the conversation started at least on twitter because of the jurassic world dominion trailer in the scene with um, Sam Neill and Laura Dern returning, I believe Jeff Goldblum's in it as well, yeah. returning with Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and, and the new uh, era uh, of Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. Um, my uneducated in the film versus the movie production world, mm -hmm. my uneducated brain was like, well, it's dark. <laughs> like it, it, it's at night so it's like yeah you're, you're probably not going to get the lighting you want to but to me and maybe i'm overthinking this a little bit it it's more realistic because like there there's shadows and yeah shit. like i can't remember what's going on in the scene i think there's like literally a t-rex standing right above them yeah that's, so they're looking like, at some big ass so they're, yeah they're gonna want to stay still and stay hidden because they're trying to sort that's just me and i'm not trying to say like that the entire film is color graded perfectly and there's no problems with it, but it's just like that one freezing. 
and this is you know that was a poor example that that person used yes and and (laughs) yes that that that's the point i was going to make i fucking despise people using free frame or freeze frames to you know you like depict an argument Uh, like there was one and i we you and i have talked about this before where uh tom holland spider-man i believe it's an infinity war is swinging under the bridge like right it's the water and you've said that's poor cgi Oh no, I, not not poor. C- I don't know if it, my I forgot what my argument was. I think it was just oh, it was in terms of framing. I didn't like how it was framed, not CGI. Okay, all right. So I misunderstood. But there's plenty of people who do that. Like especially when right, you're right. You, you know, they were taking a frame from the Sam Raimi trilogy Spider-Man versus the you know it is heavily CGI. Don't get me wrong, it is heavily CGI for the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy, but it's like that technology is much more widely available than it was back then. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know the cost difference. I, I would imagine practical costs more. I would imagine. You would think, yeah, you would think. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't speak for certain, but it's like, I hate when people use one freeze frame versus another freeze frame. And as we've seen now, like 4K, like there's those Twitter accounts that are 4K shots <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So they can just make them look better, which some people do. They'll take a 4K shot of Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock versus yeah. a, you know, just a screenshot of, of a scene in the trailer for No Way Home and be like, oh, what the fuck? Movies look better. And obviously they're doing that again <laughs> yeah. with the fucking Pixar movies. It'll be a and, screenshot from a YouTube video with like 720p. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, of course it fucking looks better. Like, what are we even debating here? Yeah. But I mean, th- again, that's like a sidebar and something else that bothers me. But as far as color grading, it's like there are movies that are bad at it, especially when it comes to, you know, fucking uh, third world countries. It's like, oh, fuck, slap that yellow filter on it. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, and you you just said it was a poor example. So maybe yeah, it was a poor example. I was getting my question for me, but I didn't see the 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 hubbubaloo about it. Yeah. So with that, so what that person did was just take a scene and at at, at night, you know, and compare it to night. what was the comparison? Was it another scene at night, or was it just at night? No, it was <laughs> a, a a scene from the first Jurassic Park. That was during the day. During the day. Yeah. See, that's what made it stupid. Because, <laughs> But people like, were in the comments defending it. And I'm like, it's very. And I think I replied to you. You made a yeah. legitimate point. I didn't even read what you said, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I my replied, point was about something else. I think. Yeah, and I replied to it. I was like, well, it's at night. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What are we what are you talking about? I think everybody in the comments understood what that person's point was. But it was just a horrible example. But when it comes to like movies, if you've seen any movie, any big blockbuster vfx move heavily vfx movie the the third act or whatever is usually at night and they usually (laughs) and the reason why they do it at night is because they need to have a big (laughs) they need to have a big cgi battle at night the the reason why they do it when the sun's not up is because (laughs) (laughs) it's because it's good It's because they, you know, they have to, they have to have a big CGI battle, and when you have a big ass a scene or sequences with lots of CGI, they need to cover it, cover up the mistakes or whatever it is, and you know, darken the situation. So they, so they film it, and uh, when the sun is not up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's usually the biggest. Like, look at Shazam. You remember Shazam at the third act, or Fuck when the, that movie? 
I know this is where I'm going to bring it up because you can kind of shit on it. But uh, in the end, it's Shazam versus the bald dude, my guy, Mark something. I don't even know if it's Mark, but uh, from Kingsman. Oh, shit. What is his Um, name? I almost said Mark Spector. It's like, nope, that is not it. Such a great actor. Can't fucking remember his name. Fucking hell. Continue. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, like he battles Shazam when it's fucking dark. And it's the last scene. Every time Mark they Strong. do that, it was right Mark there Strong. In front there of we our go. Face. Yeah, exactly. Of course, strong actor. <laughs> but yeah, when they when they battle, it's at it's it's at night, and then at you... night. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> but when they battle, it's like kind of wonky CGI, and the only reason they do that is because if they filmed it in the night and during the day, then it would be more obvious. So it's just one of those things where where people are just upset that the cgi or the the color grading is so weak when it comes to night scenes or any scene where it's dark yeah i I mean i guess that makes sense Uh, i i can't really like shit on people for doing that because i've shit i i nitpick or i'll I'll call it shit picking that yeah there you go (laughs) honestly we might have to coin that phrase or you might you might you you nitpicked just so you can shit on something yeah so shit picking so i i shit pick a lot and so i can't really you know call someone else out for doing it that one in, in some cases it's fair but i think most of the time it's you know just finding problems just to find problems with something which obviously is a problem with social media and you know a larger conversation all that bullshit but like that i mean it was a poor example so it's like if you're going to make that kind of argument and be serious about it maybe use a better example for reference i guess yeah exactly yeah for people who wouldn't like really understand what the fuck is going on you're just yeah you you make yourself look like a fool just because you used it (laughs) use this sort of exclusive comparison or whatever (laughs) and you use the comparison that was from at night (laughs) (laughs) but yeah obviously we'll you know, that won't be the last time people shit pick and we end up talking about it. But I like that. I, I like shit picking. I, I think I just coined a new phrase that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. So, shit picking is fun. Yeah. I think Can that we- works. <laughs> you picking up shit. <laughs> but, all right. Well, that does it for the review. And I've seen the larger conversation about who done it and get a little bit of, you know, pure movie talk in there from our uh, big time movie guy, uh, Fox. I mean, future movie producer slash actor. Don't forget about it. Multi-hyphenate, bitch. Um, There was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about that had nothing to do with the review. Ah, It'll come up. Um, All right, we'll end the show the way we end all of our shows with our streaming recommendations. I will go first this week. Um, So my review, I was thinking of basically what I said earlier or my recommendation, I think I said my review. Um, I was thinking about what I said earlier during the review where it's like typical whodunits, you know, it's murder and then uh, you're, you're dropped right into it and you're getting to know everybody as it progresses. Obviously, this one was more like a linear storytelling. Um, so I was trying to think like of other unique examples that were along the whodunit line um, and you can kind of it doesn't come together till the end basically and i there's when i think that there's only one movie it that really comes to mind and that's memento uh one of christopher nolan's early movies sorry oh, yeah. guy, guy pierce it's on hbo max 
Uh, Leonard Shelby is tracking down the man who raped and murdered his wife. So it is a little bit of an extreme, um, what's the, the word, subject material or whatever, source, right. and whatever. Sensitive um, material. Sensitive, yeah, whatever. Uh, the difficulty of locating his wife's killer, however, is compounded by the fact that he suffers from a rare, untreatable form of short-term memory loss. Although he can recall details of his life before his accident, Leonard cannot remember what happened 15 minutes ago where he's going or why, like I said, directed by uh, Christopher Nolan, Carrie Ann Moss also in this as well. Um, this is like a prime example of, you know, it, it's very hard to do. So it's like, you can't really blame people for not doing it or attempting it, but like perfect example of like just a mess on screen, but it comes together so perfectly at the end, because I believe I'll have to watch it again. I'll take my own advice and um and stream it and that just remind me what i want to talk to you about but uh i believe it starts like in the middle of the movie and then it kind of goes back towards the end and towards the beginning and it's very fractured in the way it presents itself but again it comes together so cleanly at the end i think it ends at the middle too so it, it's it's a very unique aspect and we all know now with 20 plus years since memento came out how obsessed christopher nolan is with the idea of time the concept of time but like i think um memento is probably his best depiction of the fascination with time out of all of his films even more so than like interstellar and shit like that like memento's a truly fascinating uh take on the idea of time and like how a whodunit kind of comes together. So that's that's my movie recommendation. I would give it like a 95 out of 100. Great movie. I think I remember watching that or trying to watch that movie like years ago. I think it's, conf- when... it's confusing. Yeah, I, I will, this was, I will I was say young. that. <laughs> yeah, like you, you have to sit and watch it for sure. It's not something you can like pick up your phone. Like you have to sit and watch it. Yeah, I saw this when it came out. I think it was like blockbuster days. We had rented it. And I think me and my parents were trying to watch it and we just like turned it off. <laughs> and that was the last <laughs> like thing I remember about that movie. We never finished it. So now I have to, I feel like I have to go back and yeah, I would definitely give it, it another about. watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that now that I'm, I can, I'm older and I can make my own decisions, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, my movie recommendation, I'm going to pull a Nick on this one and I'm going to make recommend a movie I haven't seen before. Um, this is one from the, uh, from, from the great uh, Ridley Scott. The Last Duel. Oh, it's streaming. On, yeah, you can watch on uh, HBO Max. Okay, don't know. I, watching that. I don't know what it's about, but um, even though I've seen the trailer, I, I know it's about some sensitive material as well. Yeah. So <laughs> that's one thing that our, our recommendations are have in common. But I, I hear I hear it's good. It's got great ratings, even though yeah, uh, it's been what <laughs> people talk about it being a like, box office flop. Yeah, four million dollars at the box office <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. uh he ridley scott when all old man yells at cloud about it but you know hey whatever um but that actually reminded me what i want to talk about so i did watch tick tick boom okay um so i wanted to give you a little scouting report on what our boy will smith your dad's gonna go up against yeah come I, academy yeah. award I saw the first half. I think I'm aware. <laughs> oh, so you saw. Oh, yeah. But you didn't finish I didn't, it. I didn't finish it. No, I don't know what happens. OK, um, <laughs> just a, a quick recap. Andrew Garfield. Very good. Like very, very good. The movie itself to me wasn't great. OK, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's why I stopped watching how that might impact potential voting. 
because uh, obviously if the performance has the backing of a great overall movie behind it that obviously helps so i don't know how much this will potentially hurt because like king richard great movie will smith great act like acting in it yeah andrew garfield great acting movie was just all right so it's like i don't know how much that might sway it one way or another um but he was very good the the scene that went viral with him doing the uh you know the scene with vanessa hudgens like them that that skit or whatever that went viral like that's probably the best part of the movie in terms of like holy fuck he's really good and obviously Mm -hmm. you can compare it to the original source material in the videos of jonathan larson you'd be like oh fuck he nailed this yeah um and i i think the movie just didn't end where i thought it would so maybe that's partially why i didn't connect with it as much as some others uh, but it, it was fine. Like, I'm not going to like say, oh, you have to watch this. I just wanted to watch it. So because like, I like watching all the award nominees. Um, but I, I think I can confidently say it'll come down to either Andrew Garfield or uh, Will Smith. I don't think anyone else is going to uh, sweep or like steal the yeah. award out from under them. OK, yeah. I was trying to remember who won last year or who, I think. It was OK. Last year. All right. All right. Let's see. Uh was it Anthony Hopkins? Oh shit! Yeah, I think it was. And uh, and people thought it was going to be who was it? Oh, Chadwick Boseman. That's right, because he had passed. Oh, for uh, Ma Rainey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People thought Rainey, it was going to be him. Ma, Ma Rainey, I think. Yeah, and yeah, enough. It was an N or an M. I think um, it's an N. But yeah, people thought it was going to be him. But then people, were, you know, they were upset about it. But clearly, if you've seen Anthony Hopkins' performance, it would make sense. I haven't seen. I've, yeah. I've saw a part of the movie too, but I can definitely see why. <laughs> what the father? The father, yeah. So I watched that for the first time recently too. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I didn't finish it, but I, I saw mean, how great speaking that uh, speaking of like a fractured storytelling, like with Memento, if you uh, the father streaming on Stars, and I know a lot of people don't have Stars, so it's like right. I try to avoid Stars as like for my streaming recommendations. But if you have Stars, I would highly recommend watching it because his performance of that it's just like you obviously anthony hopkins is getting older you can tell he's probably gonna retire from acting soon which is perfectly fine like he's had mm-hmm. a, a long a, you know great career um but it's, this felt like all right you motherfuckers i i still got plenty yeah. left in the tank don't force me into retirement <laughs> yeah like he was fucking phenomenal um but that reminded me i, I do want to see uh, another round with matt milkelson too because oh yeah was, me too i put that on my list yeah that was a, a big time uh buzz movie last year too so uh, yeah i'm still playing catch up i mean i was trying to think of who won last year and i was going back to like the 2019 oscars i was like nope that's like three years ago so yeah <laughs> Shit, that feels like last year though yeah i still haven't seen ma Rimi's black bottom yet yeah i have to watch that one too yeah definitely have to pay, play uh play catch up the same way yeah plenty to play catch up with i don't even know if belfast is streaming anywhere but belfast seems like that's the one you, you probably need to watch. Not you, but like yeah, in general. In general, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Obviously, we'll talk more about award season as we get closer to the Oscars. But uh, yeah, <laughs> breaking news. Andrew Garfield, very good actor. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you can get from this. Uh, but that's all I got. Fox, you got anything else for the listeners before we head out? Nah, but I just want to remind you guys that King Richard is out on DVD right now. So go ahead and cop that when you can. DVD, what kind of dinosaur <laughs> technology is that shit? <laughs>
<laughs> Excuse me. Put, <laughs> just, just you can stream it, but I want people to buy it. They got to make oh, money. Just buy it on a uh, video on demand. Just put it in your. Uh, put it in your queue. Well, it's not. It's not Google Play anymore. I guess it's like just YouTube. If you buy movies through Google, it goes to YouTube now. Yeah, or buy it on iTunes. Yeah, there you go. Just buy it. Fucking yeah. DVD dinosaur shit. We all, all have right. DVD players still. I guess if you have true. a video game console. Well, you could have said Blu-ray. <laughs> Blu-ray is DVD. It's that's the thing. No, nah, they're different. <laughs> they're one's blue. They're, they're the same. <laughs> they're different, but they're the same. No, it's different color grading, bro. Like it, it, it's it, it's one's blue. <laughs> oh shit. All right. That's all we got for this episode. Be sure to wash y'all ass. Um, and next week, Uncharted. So be sure to head to the theaters and check that one out. I don't think that one's day and date, right? Uh, no, that's yeah, straight to theaters. Yeah, straight theaters. to theaters. So be sure to check out Uncharted. Uh, two weeks will probably be Dog, uh, the Channing Tatum movie. Not sure yet. And then three weeks, The Batman. So, uh, like I said, last week we were really getting into, you know, a good stretch of movies going forward. Shouldn't hit too many lulls. I'm very excited to get into the different conversations that we have coming up and revisit some of the conversations we had previously. But, you know, see how our opinions and thoughts might have changed with new uh, examples of themes. And like next week, we get to talk video gaming movies again. So get to revisit that and see, you know, how might have changed since we talked about free guy and some other stuff but be sure to see uncharted next week and follow the show on twitter at major motion cast fox at fox film fanatic and myself at nationals ace this has been a major emotion podcast we will see you next week